I've been working in the AI industry for a few years now. My really specialty is an intersection between technology, product, monetization, and distribution, what we could call business modeling, or I like to call it more like business engineering, which is really more an understanding of how product technology, distribution, monetization come together also to create a whole business ecosystem. For years, the AI industry, at least from a commercial standpoint, has been pretty stuck. And even if you offered uh, AI services in the software industry, the, the, the way those worked were completely different. And I would like to highlight, emphasize a little bit uh, the kind of evolution that uh, I've seen in, in, in my experience as a commercial person in the field. And back in 2000. 16-17 when I started to, to work in the, uh, in, in the field of digital marketing and AI applied to digital marketing. Yes, things were interesting and uh, we had a sort of vision from the inside that things were changing quickly and there was a lot of research from the AI standpoint, especially from tech giants like uh, Google and uh, Microsoft and Apple and Amazon and so forth, which were putting a lot of resources into AI. And we could see part of this transformation, especially, for instance, in the way uh, Google worked. And just as a reminder, you know, a search engine is uh, something completely different from a, a large language model, because a search engine works through a mechanism of, um, of uh, a crawling, indexation, and ranking, meaning that one of uh, the key element of uh, Google as a product, which really managed to be one of the best, best search engines on the market when it was launched in the mid-90s and then when it took over in the late 90s compared to other search engines on the market was that actually it managed to quickly um, crawl, index and then rank uh, the growing amount of web pages on the web. And that was not something trivial because with the web growing exponentially, the hardest part was actually how do you manage to have a search engine that works well at scale without manual intervention. Of course, over the years, uh, also Google would figure out that um, it needed way more than just uh, algorithms. It needed like uh, an engineering team which would be uh, focused on, uh, on spamming, meaning that uh, the ability of Google to make its results viable at scale was not just a result of an, an uh, sort of indexing, crawling, indexing and ranking algorithms. It was also the result of making sure that uh, there were countermeasures to, uh, to, to uh, the growing um, number of web pages, many of which contained a lot of uh, spam content. But the interesting thing again was that uh, Google really worked as a way to quickly retrieve uh, web pages and uh, relevant web pages for the searches that we were doing on the internet. And there was a huge revolution at the time. Over time and in the last years, Google evolved more and more to offer direct results to users through a similar mechanism of, uh, of uh, uh, that that had been used in the, in the previous two decades. However, there was a huge change because Google started to use more and more natural language processing and natural language understanding to actually, uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, build 
the semantic search capability that will give Google, Google the ability to actually provide an answer to many of the questions that users had. But even there, for instance, when you got something like feature snippets, and feature snippet is just uh, also called like position zero, it's simply like uh, a direct answer to a question that the user may have. So, for instance, I ask, uh, you know, what is Google? And Google is going to give you a direct answer of uh, what it is, what's the company in a, in a small snippet. Also there, the, the kind of approach that Google used to actually give that sort of answer was based on a mechanism of um, uh, crawling, indexing and ranking. The turning point of uh, large language models was the fact and is the fact that uh, actually there, there is no scraping of content from anywhere. So the large language model compared to a search engine works in a completely different way where it actually uh, gives back an answer which is made up uh, from time to time and it's usually given by a prediction that the large language model is able to do as it writes the, the, the text that is generating based on a large amount of data that is being given to it for the training and uh, uh, you know billions of parameters that have been used for the training. So that's what the large language model is doing, is actually uh, projecting the, the words and the text that is generating as, as it goes by, it, uh, this text uh, starts to make a lot of sense. And the answer that uh, the large language model generates is a new answer. However, uh, we might ask, you know, how um, new that is if then this has been trained on a corpora of uh, millions of web pages which are part of the web. So on the one side, again, you get a search engine, which is a mechanism, uh, even if effective in most cases, it's a mechanism of sort of retrieval of uh, web pages on the internet and then ranking, and in some cases, is able to provide valid answers to the questions that we have, with a system in which, in which instead uh, provides answers most of the time, which is what the large language model does. So it's a completely different technology. And I would like to highlight that, again, for years, uh, things didn't, you know, make a lot of sense from an AI standpoint, meaning that most of the AI, at least that I saw, was also um, mostly like natural language uh, processing, meaning the ability of machines to actually understand um, a piece of text uh, by bringing that down and then after by classifying in various ways. But there were like, for instance, in a in in AI in an AI uh, let's say model there were several components and pieces which were wrapped together to generate this sort of result. Never something like uh, we saw in a large language model like ChatGPT or like GPT-3 where everything is tied together in a thing in, in in a general purpose neural net which is able to make sense of most of the things that we ask it even if in many cases maybe uh, factually um, wrong. So that's uh, the the key transition here. And uh, that was a turning point to me. And again, I think a turning point came in um, uh, 2018 with the release of uh, GPT. But in reality, uh, the, the real turning point came with the release of um, uh, GPT-3 in 2020, when uh, I remember still at the time playing with it. And I still thought that the quality of text generated was not that great, but yet it did work in most of the times. And uh, that indeed sparred uh, the old use cases about content generation that generated the first players in the AI industry. Right now, instead, what I think is quite interesting at the level where we are when it comes to large language models is not anymore just for the content generation, it's for the generation of code, which is another use case where on the one side, you're going to get software development much cheaper 
because with things like for instance uh, github copilot you can write code much much faster and therefore this might lower up the cost of developing software and then on the other side again the features that uh, current language models have within um, the, the 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 new software paradigm is that it's not going to be a sort of uh, you know a set of wrapped um, you know algorithms that together give a decent result is going to be mostly a general purpose engine plugged into an application that is going to already give excellent results and that's a huge turning point of course even today when you develop like a business application that uses large language models you might specialize it and fine-tune it and therefore it's going to be a set of wrapped uh, algorithms and more specialized algorithms that will make it uh, the general purpose engine like you know gpt3 uh, more able to give specific answers and perform specific tasks however i'd like to highlight that as we move forward to uh, more um, generalized and multi-model um, you know language model like gpt4 and all the other models will will evolve in the market it's quite interesting to to notice that actually uh, those models might become extremely good uh, in as plugged in general purpose engine within a software that might already be giving uh, very relevant results in most cases without being our set of wrapped features together which uh, uh, you know are just uh, coming as a result of a sheer uh, uh, software programming but instead are simply the result of how powerful those neural nets can be and this is a paradigm shift so we're moving from an era where software development was a combination of features algorithms and a set of um, features combined together to give decent results to uh, a new software development industry where you get those general purpose engine uh, fine-tuned and uh, with added uh, proprietary data and uh, a few more algorithms to give incredible incredible results that's a huge change mm -hmm.